0: Let us bow in prayer. The
1: steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, O Lord. Great is your faithfulness.
0: We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the power and the glory of your resurrection. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your reasonness. We thank you for every goodness in our lives. We celebrate you this morning. We celebrate the hope you give us, the new life that you give us. Accept our prayers. Accept our worship. Accept our adoration, because we always make it through Christ our Lord. Can I hear the church say loud, amen? Amen. Amen. Um, I'm not shy to ask for a clap offering. Just clap for the Lord Jesus. Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Today, we celebrate the cornerstone of our Christian vocation, our Christian faith, the resurrection of Christ. Without the resurrection, there is nothing left in Christianity. And so we join all Christians and all Catholics all over the world this morning to thank the Lord for the power and the glory of his resurrection. There is so much that can be said about the resurrection of Christ. But this morning I'd like to try and keep it simple. So we're going to try to reduce our reflection to three basic facts of the resurrection. The empty tomb. The burial cloth rolled up. And the appearances of Jesus. And of course, as we reflect theologically on these facts, we'll try to draw out some spiritual lessons, things that we can hold on to in our hearts this morning and let them translate in our daily lives. And so, the very first one is the empty tomb. We all know the story, it was tragic, it was scandalous. Because the disciples had all put and invested their hope and time and ambitions and aspirations in this man from Nazareth in Galilee, and they left everything. In fact, at one point in the gospel, one of the disciples said to him, Lord, what happens to us? We left everything and followed you. And Jesus gives them an assurance that nobody leaves father and mother, brothers and sisters, and follows me and will not receive the reward of eternity. And so they were all highly invested. In fact, Judas may have thought that the Messiah was so powerful that he could wriggle himself out of whatever kind of conspiracy. And the day came. And Jesus says to three of them, can you come with me? Let's go pray. And they felt so tired. And he said, keep watch. Keep watch with me. And the soldiers came. Arrested him. Tortured him. Had him crucified. And that was supposed to be the end of the story. And to ensure that that truly was the end of the story, the Jews went to Pilate and said, look, we've heard his disciples say he might rise from the dead. We want you to give us permission to seal the tomb, provide maximum security, and make sure that that story never happens because that will be worse than what we have seen now. And Pilate gives them leave and says to them, go. Go. Secure the tomb the way you want. But something was happening. In spite of the maximum security, when the time came for the Lord to manifest his glory, the stone was rolled up and the tomb was empty. And because of that empty tomb, history has been transformed. Because of that empty tomb, you and I this morning can call each other brothers and sisters in Christ. The gospel tells us that the disciples ran as quickly as they could to the, to the tomb and discovered that the tomb was empty. The tomb was empty. Of course, people who don't believe in the Christian resurrection may argue and say, well, how are we sure that he was actually buried? But we have facts. We have historical facts that Joseph of Arimathea was given the permission to bury him. And he was truly buried. We have facts that there were soldiers, Roman soldiers, who provided security. And so how could it be That with all of the maximum security, the tomb now was empty. There is no other explanation other than the fact that we now have a risen Lord. We have Christ Jesus. And his empty tomb is what reassures us of his resurrection and our own resurrection. So what does it mean for you and for me this morning? The empty tomb of Jesus Christ. It simply means that death and pain does not have the final word. Tyranny of hate never has the final word. The tragedy of Good Friday is never the end of the story. Because to every Good Friday, there is always an Easter Sunday. And so what it truly means for all of us is that we are now a resurrection people. We are a people who believe that at the end of this earth, God grants us eternal life. And we can now lead our lives in hope of eternity. Because we have a savior who has gone before us to prepare a place for us in eternity. Second fact of the resurrection is the burial cloth. Why was it important for the writer of the gospel to indicate those minor details? The burial cloth with which he was covered was now rolled up when they entered the tomb and saw the empty tomb, the fact that the burial cloth was rolled up separately on its own reassures us that something powerful happened. The burial cloth of Jesus could no longer hold him down in the grave. The burial cloth was rolled up because the Lord Jesus. Had truly risen. And so, what does that mean for us this morning as we celebrate the resurrection? That all of us in life sometimes we may have shrouds of darkness, shrouds of pain, shrouds of sickness, shrouds of anxiety that might be covering us, but then the glory of the resurrection all of those negative burial cloths are rolled up. Because the burial cloth of Christ has been rolled up, we can truly sing, as this beautiful song often says, Because he lives,
1: I can face tomorrow. Because he lives.
0: It doesn't matter what is your burial cloth. It doesn't matter what is that. That has been weighing you down. Weighing your family down. It does not matter what is that. That has been diminishing your joy. And your happiness in Christ Jesus. Because he lives. Because his burial cloth has been rolled up. You and I. Can have joy. You and I. Can face tomorrow. Somebody say amen. amen. Finally, we have the appearances. We know what happened in the Gospel account. Jesus appears to the women and says, Go tell my brothers, go tell them to meet me in Galilee. And so each of the disciples, one way or the other, had an encounter with Jesus. Jesus did not just rise and vanish. He had appearances. And there are stories of people who saw Jesus truly in his body. And we have all of those written down for us in scripture. And so the appearances of Jesus is one of the perfect reassurances we have of the resurrection. And I would argue that, that those encounters were so powerful that for 2000 years we still have people ready to lay down their life for that encounter. We have the apostles, all of them, one way or the other, were crucified and martyred. Could it just be some myth that people were ready to die because of their conviction in the resurrection experience is unheard of. And so we are assured of the resurrection of Christ because of the account of the disciples and the apostles who saw him. And they testify that, yes, indeed, he is risen. And so what does that mean for you and for me this morning? Notice what happens when Jesus appears to the women. He sends them. Sends them to the brothers. It simply means that the resurrection of Christ for us this morning means that all of us are missional. We are a missional people. I'm careful not to use the word missionary because once you hear missionary, they think they're asking for your money. No, it's not that. When We are all missional. We have received the power of the resurrection. We have received the hope of the resurrection. We have received the joy of the resurrection. And Jesus, just like he sends Mary of Magdala and the other Mary, he now sends you by name to return to your families and shed that light of the resurrection. To return to our nation. Return to Washington, D.C return to the capital and share that light of the resurrection that is what the appearance means that we have seen the Lord and we now have a mandate to go back and let Jesus shine through us and so we are going to continue to pray as we celebrate the resurrection that he continues to empower us The empty tomb reminds us of the fact that we have a risen Lord. The burial cloth rolled up reminds us that no matter the pain, no matter the anxiety, no matter the fear, no matter the sickness, no matter the diagnosis, whatever it is, we have a Lord who has rolled up our pain and our sickness and our anxiety. And finally, we are now called to be missional. Let's return home this morning, make peace, share love, reconcile, be the agent of change, be an instrument of love and kindness. And our world truly needs it. Our world needs that healing. And may the Lord continue to strengthen us. Hallelujah. Amen.